0: Okay, mic check, one, two, one, two. If I had air horns, I might blow them. But then again, that would just be all in the fun. Y'all know what it is. This is Jason Jones. I write for The Athletic. Uh, Former longtime Kings beat writer. Still a Kings follower to a... (coughs) (coughs) Excuse me, I don't know what's going on with me with that, but... Kings follower to a degree and this is the ruler of the court podcast where I talk Sacramento Kings basketball hip-hop and whatever else might pop in my mind but the obvious thing on this Thursday night is like I said I wish I had something dramatic to pipe this up but the Kings are third in the Western Conference where I repeat the Kings are third in the Western Conference I am not bullshitting you, the Kings are 3rd in the Western conference, that's right 3rd in the wild wild west after beating the Lakers 116-111 in Los Angeles. There was no DeMontis Sabonis, he missed the game with a non-COVID illness, but that didn't matter because they still had De'Aaron Fox, Harrison Barnes and Kevin Herter. Fox had 31 points and 6 assists and continues to solidify himself as the modern day Laker killer for Sacramento. Barnes who's now since uh, the calendar 2023 become a big time score <laughs> <coughs> um, y'all y'all gotta forgive me for that uh, oh, pretty much over what the kids gave me but you know tested everything out cool this cop is just trying to hang on for a string by a string but as I was saying since the calendar hit 2023. Harrison Barnes has become the scoring machine. He had 20 points uh, against the Lakers. Herter had 18 points and a team-high eight assists. But the biggest props of the night probably goes to Rashawn Holmes. We all know the deal. Rashawn's been in the rotation, out of the rotation, pretty much all year. He had 16 points and 11 rebounds against the Lakers. Thomas Bryant was not a second version of Akeem Olajuwon uh, on this night and Holmes hit a couple of key free throws late in the final seconds to help put the game away. That proved to be enough for the Kings to overcome LeBron James, 32 points, eight rebounds and nine assists, and all five Kings scored in double figures. Meanwhile, it was the LeBron do-it-by-himself show. He was the only Lakers starter in double figures. The rest of the help came from the bench, but that doesn't matter, Kings win, the beam is lit, life is grand in Sacramento because whenever the Kings beat the Lakers, it matters. Well, it matters to the fans, but uh oh <coughs> like I said, oops. Maybe I get for making fun of the Lakers and the Kings. Uh God won't God makes me cough whenever I do that. So I'll stop. The Kings are 25 and 18. They're percentage points ahead in New Orleans. For that third spot. And they're both six games behind Denver for the top spot in the West. So, yeah, they're in third. But it's not like there's some big lead. you know, New Orleans, they win their next game and the Kings don't play. The Kings are now in fourth. Again, this thing is going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. The Kings are in this position as a result of a few things. One. They've played well. You can't can't act like, you know, this is like a fluke at this point. The Kings have played some good basketball. Some of their atrocious defensive outings uh, set aside, they have been a solid team, a consistent team most of the season. They've gotten all-star level play from Fox and Sabonis, and the rest of the roster has done its job. Guys have been ready to play when called upon. Guys have filled in, had big nights when needed. Look at what Holmes did tonight. You know, Sabonis is averaging about 12 rebounds. You still get 11 from Holmes. So, that's just a good production right there. But also, the West has been an absolute shit show beyond Denver and Memphis this season. The Warriors aren't Warriors on the road. Phoenix has been hit by injuries in a major way. The Clippers can't get right. Portland has slipped. And Utah is up and down. Really, the only two teams that seem to be where they, we all expected them to be this season, in the West, are San Antonio and Houston, and they have the last two spots in the conference. Well, so, well, as we get closer to that 50-game mark, it's time to start discussing, can the Kings stay in this range, in that three, top three, top four, top five range in the West the rest of the way? few things to consider when it comes to that, but the first thing I'm going to say is health. Not the health of the Kings. You know. The, of course, any team is an injury away, they say, from being in trouble. That's no shock. That's no, that's no surprise. But I'm talking about the health of other teams in the West that could impact the Kings you know, in the long run, especially if the Kings have a rough patch at some point. Phoenix is going to eventually get Devin Booker back, right? The Lakers will eventually get Anthony Davis back, right? Zion Williamson is going to be back with the Pelicans, right? Steph Curry's back with the Warriors. The Clippers have to field a complete healthy team at some point, right? Oh, maybe they don't, who knows. Yeah, so those are all teams you figure or you would have maybe bet would be right, but closer to the Kings in the standings, or if not, equal to them. Not equal. Take that back, y'all. They, they would all be ahead of the of the Kings at this stage. Hasn't happened. All those teams right now are behind them. And the time of I'm recording this, any of them could get a boost from some improved health. Any slippage from the Kings could be costly. Why is that? It's pretty simple. Like I said, it's been kind of a shit show in the West this year in terms of standings. You know, outside of those couple of teams, things seem to move around, flip around, flip-flop just about the way the wind blows sometimes. Yes, the Kings are third, six games out of first. They're also only, they're also only six games ahead of the Lakers who were 13th in the West at 20 and 25. They're only Shoot, uh, they're four and a half from being 10th. So there's just so much. There's just not a lot of wiggle room right now in the West. So as other teams get healthy, and that doesn't even conclude situations like Oklahoma City, where Shea Gilgis Alexander is going to has is playing his way into the All Star game, and maybe what if Minnesota figures things out and they've got. An all-star in Carl Anthony Towns, a former all-star in Gobert, and a future all-star in Anthony Edwards. A lot can this really happened at this point. But health will be a big factor whether or not the Kings can maintain where they are in the standings. The second thing I was, I'm just curious about is their mentality. No one is looking at the Kings as a lovable underdog anymore. There's not, there's not the whole, we're going to come into Sacramento and expect to win thing anymore. They're not, you don't have those. Uh, the Kings aren't just going to be, oh, my God, we can't believe the Kings can compete. People know about them now. Now they're going to be a team that's being chased in the standings. The people going. Uh, all those teams I mentioned behind them are going to be watching to see if and when they lose. Now, I'm not trying to cause any panic. There's no indication that I've seen or heard. That this is a team that mentally might let things slip because of of some success. You know, but there, some of these teams behind them have, have players who have been on multiple playoff teams. Some have been champions. So they understand what it takes to be at a playoff level and beyond. And... A lot of the Kings players, you know, don't. They got a guy, one guy with a ring, and that's Harrison. But outside of, <coughs> outside of that, you know, Kevin Hurd has been to the Conference Finals once. Uh, Keegan Murray is a rookie, so Davion Mitchell has never been to the playoffs. De'Aaron Fox never been to the playoffs. You know, so you're, you're going to have some, you know, some newbies in that role at that point, but. They they got some people chasing them who who know about some success in the postseason that could drive them. You know you still got Dallas behind you with Luca. You know the one team that I kind of figure may not be fit for the long haul. Maybe Utah because since their great start they've pretty much been below a, five, a below five hundred team. So I wouldn't too much worry about Utah being a problem, but there's going to be a lot of teams. Lurking behind behind the kings that could be problematic down the road saying I'm saying all that to say the kings however have them, have 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 showed they have a strong enough mindset to bounce back from at least some level of adversity during the season and maintain their spot in the standings and I'm gonna take a break, folks, get some water, clear my throat, and I will be back with the rest of the Ruler of the Court podcast. Going to talk some uh, hip-hop and about the one and only LL Cool J. The NFL playoff picture is locked in and my place to go for the divisional play this weekend, if I want to try to make a little money, if I was inclined to do so, would be DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl Fifty Seven, that was my high school number, by the way, 57. seven. Uh, new customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred and free bets instantly. And know what else is cool about that? All new and emphasis on and existing customers can get a no sweat bet each day of this of the of the of the wild card round, where we're moving on past that round this weekend. Displace any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free, that's right, free bet back up to $10. That's a dime. Action is so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Now, we got to wait around and see for this weekend. Can young Trevor Lawrence pull off the upset of Patrick Mahomes? What goes down with the uh, Bengals? You know, and then we got the you know. Then you think about with the uh, NFC rivalry games. You got the the Eagles and the Giants, division rivals. You got Niners, Cowboys, and as an avowed cowboy, not cowboy hater, if hater of Niners fans, and maybe slightly annoyed by cowboy fans. Let's see what the, what that game does for everyone this coming weekend. But here is what you got to do with it anyway. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBN. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, folks. Let's go ahead and do a little hip-hop talk. Um, And as you all know, you know, it's been, um, this is 19, this is not 1973, we're in 2023, but if we go back to 73, a lot of folks are talking about this being the 50th year of hip-hop music, seeing commercials on TV, seeing things on social media, all talk about 50 years of hip-hop. So this is going to be a great year to not just celebrate the current stuff, but to celebrate all the the artists, the producers, the music, the sounds that made, that have given us 50 years of great music. And I wanted to go back maybe to the 70s at first, but thanks to social media, of course, I was inspired to do something a little different. And so, today, I'll revisit one of the legends of the game, Mr. No, LL Cool J. Because the other day, I was uh, scrolling through, and I saw uh, this tweet from LL. said, I'm competing with myself on this new album. Wait till y'all hear this MF. This year, B, it's coming. Hmm. I love the idea of legends from the 80s and 90s and Earlier, whatever, I guess at this point, we're in 2023, so maybe Legends of the 2000s shoot. I, lo- but I, still, I just like the idea that rappers can can get older and still perform and still make music. Because when this genre was coming of age in the late 80s, early 90s, there was a question of what are these guys going to do when they're old? Though they can't be, you know, old doing it as if every other genre doesn't have their legend still performing and still being celebrated for the music they made. But anyway, this got me thinking about not just LL's past music, but what LL could bring and what he's meant to the culture of hip-hop. I'm going to start off by saying that I personally believe that LL's music is underrated in the game, not by everyone. I think my contemporaries all know, but I think as time has has, has gone on, a lot of the youngsters think if you can just say Tupac bigger or Jay Z, you have encompassed the first 25 to 30 years of hip hop, which we, of course, know is not true. But I think when you don't, you know, give the totality of the of the genre, someone like an LL, by some cannot can not have his rightful place as an MC. I see those 50 greatest MC lists, and a lot of times I think LL is too low. And then again. I digress You know, LL's last album Well, full-length album was authentic in 2013 And I'm gonna be honest with all y'all I don't remember that shit coming out I had a lot going on in my life back then So, if you release an album between like 2013 to 2015 My memory of it might be a little spotty I'm just gonna go ahead and put that out there but that doesn't mean I'm not curious about what LL when LL album will look like in twenty twenty three. Very curious actually. I wanna know who's doing the produ- production. Is it, you know, does he go back to people he used back in the day? Does he try some new things? Does he go to Nas Route? Find him you know, find his version of Hit Boy. Hell, maybe you find Hit Boy and merge a classic style from years ago with the the mind and the The fresh ideas of one of the younger producers in the game. Maybe he goes that route. Does he go back and get some of his old favorites? So many things to contemplate on that. I'm also interested in the features. Hmm. Does LL go back to his past on that? You know. Does he go back to... I don't know. Does he go to future? Who knows? But... When I did think about LL's musical contribution to the game, I thought about his 1985 album Radio. Then would go to '87 where he was, you know, bigger and deafer. You know, we, he had us walking like a panther in '89. Can't forget Mama said you'd knock you out in 1990. Then in '95, Mr. Smith that gave us Hey Lover, and led us to one of the best remix posse uh, cuts of all time. I shot you. So, again, the real question is first off, I'm, I'd love to hear from all of you. Do you want to hear another LL album? And if you do, what are you expecting from it? Should be interesting. And again, like I, I've, I've stated again, I believe LL is still underrated for his contributions in the game. I'd love to see him on more top 10 lists when these things come out. You know, was he the most lyrical MC out of New York? Court, no, you know. Big Daddy Kane was doing things that we weren't prepared for at the time. Of course, Rakim, you know, th- those would be the guys who were, you know, around LL's time. And people weren't, com- you know, comparing his his use of language and words to people like that. That's okay, though. You can even argue he wasn't, he's not even the biggest star from New York, you know. I would argue against that from that generation, but I'm sure there's somebody out there who, who, you know, just to be a contrarian, would argue it. But his music was, you know, to me, it's timeless. It was still some of the most important and impactful music of that era. And then how he was able to cross over into television and film that helped lay the groundwork for what damn near every rapper wants to do now, which is be on TV or make a movie. So if we're going to talk about the 50 years of hip-hop, remember to put some respect on the name of LL Cool J. Okay, y'all, I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. By the time you listen to this, the Kings could be still third in the West. They could be fifth. Who knows? But until then, you know where to find me. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. I'm on Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. I am Jason Jones. This is the Rule of the Court podcast, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. Y'all be good out there. Y'all be safe. Enjoy your weekends. I will see you when I see you. I'm out.